You are now listening to Real Dope Radio. The content discussed on this show is an opinion of Tim Jackson and his guests, and it should not be used as a primary source to make decisions in your personal life. Always consult a professional before making decisions related to the subject matter discussed on this show. GMB. I swear. H time in here. Don Keith Thug Boss. Here we go. It take money to make some money, this money make me a boss Independent, I'm winning, a hustler ain't never lost Stay in front of my riches Oh, I'm feeling real dope right now, it's your man Tim Jackson, the host of Real Dope Radio And please do me a favor and follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson Now listen, we have a dope show today, it's simple it's Stubborn is the topic, stubborn, stubborn, stubborn You know what? Many of us are so damn stubborn that we won't get out of our own way. And as a result of being stubborn and not willing to get out of our own way, we lose out on a lot of opportunities, whether they be tangible opportunities that can build our network or relationship opportunities where we lose good people because of our unwillingness to adapt to certain situations, to change our approach to certain situations or just flat out take an L in certain situations because We've been conditioned and trained mentally, whether it be by television, social media, the music that we consume, that we should never take losses. And if you think about any multi-billion dollar corporation, billion dollar corporations lose billions of dollars on a yearly basis in many cases. Definitely millions, right? The average billionaire writes off a million dollars. You understand what I'm saying? But people understand from those perspectives that You can't win at everything. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give you some analogies. I'm going to share some stories. But one thing that we are going to address on today's podcast is how you need to approach life from a standpoint of not being stubborn, not feeling like you need to be in control all the time, not feeling like you have to win and everyone else has to lose, not feeling like people need to submit to you versus you being a person that could be a follower and fall back sometimes. Yeah, we're going to hit it all because I've been through this. Many of my friends have been through this. Some of you are going through this. And really, sometimes all you need is just a little bit of game to get you back on track. All right. Let's hear a brief word from our sponsor. and We're going to dive right into this show. Stubborn. Looking to support a nonprofit that is making moves? Real Youth Mentoring is a nonprofit organization that provides support to young men across the United States, teaching them to be better scholars, better leaders and productive members of their community. Through service, scholarship, and engagement, we address the systemic issues that often plague low-income communities while providing solutions rooted in economics and accountability. Visit our website, www.realyouthmentoring.org, to learn how you can join and learn ways that you can provide support. The change we need is here, and the change we need is now. Become a member and a supporter today. All right, let's get it in. Let's get it in. First and foremost, thank you all so much who support the mentoring program, Real Youth Mentoring. Visit www.realyouthmentoring.org to become a donor or to sign up your boys. We got some dope things that's going to take place with Real Youth Mentoring uh, to wrap up this year or starting mid-year all the way to the end of the year. You know, the pandemic really, really kind of 
threw salt in the game. We weren't able to meet in public. We weren't able to travel like we wanted to due to concerns. But you know what? Things are starting to loosen up. Restrictions are start, starting to be a lot less. Uh, you know, there's different measures in place that will help us to protect ourselves in the event that we meet face to face. So we're getting ready to get the band back together and get things started from a face to face standpoint versus a virtual standpoint. So stay tuned, but visit the website www.realyouthmentoring.org to become a supporter. But listen, oh yeah, don't be stubborn about sliding us that bread. <laughs> we are a 501c3 registered nonprofit, so you can definitely write off your donations. But check this out. We're going to get into our topic today, stubborn. You know what? This topic comes about because I had a really good conversation with a friend recently uh, just about some things that were going on in their life. And I'm not going to dive into it. It ain't none of y'all business what the deal is. But we had real, real, real dialogue about why sometimes many of us won't succeed or can't succeed in certain scenarios. And when I say many of us, I always include myself because a lot of people want to give you advice and tell you what to do and what not to do. But they either haven't experienced what you're going through or they don't apply it to their own life. It's the reason why you see some people who, <laughs> you know, you, they say most of the money managers out there are really bad money managers or most of the people that do certain things are really bad in those those particular areas. But, you know, that's not uh, by uh, coincidence. Many times that's by design because we become so self-absorbed in what we know that we tend not to apply it or instead of applying things in our own life, we will uh, teach others what they should be doing uh, subconsciously talking to ourselves, but not applying the things that we need to apply. But we're going to talk about some stubbornness and how that can kill you. You know, the first thing that came up in the conversation that we uh, a couple of fellas had yesterday was that pride will kill you. Pride kills. It doesn't build. You know, many times when we find ourselves stuck in situations not really feeling like that there's an outlet, not really feeling like there's an option, not really feeling like people are listening to us or that our voices are being heard. It's oftentimes because we are stuck in our pride. I say are because I've been there. And you know what? You have to ask yourself, what does that pride look like to me? Well, in many cases, that pride looks like not being able to concede in a conversation or an argument. Let's say you, your spouse, business partner, someone that's close to you have a difference of opinions on things and you just have to have it done your way and you won't listen to what they have to say and you won't acknowledge what they're trying to bring to the table. Well, then you find yourself at a standstill or at a standoff in many cases where nobody's willing to budge. Nothing's getting done. You look at you look up one, two, three, four days, sometimes a couple of weeks. You guys aren't having good dialogue. Everything is kind of going by the wayside and something really great comes to an end simply because you're not willing to budge. I've been here. I've been the person who I consider the bottleneck of my business. I've been the bottleneck of my relationships in the past. I've been the person that stops the flow of progress in many cases. And I've also been a person who has missed out or lost opportunities, uh, you know, marred relationships, uh, had situations to dissolve simply based on my unwillingness to swallow my pride. And as I've gotten older, you guys know my favorite saying, when you're 20, you care about what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you don't give a damn what nobody thinks. And when you're 60, you realize what nobody thinking about your ass at all. Well, as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometimes the best remedy, all right, the best answer to a, uh, to a, a, a situation, a question, a dilemma is to swallow my pride and say, you know what? I never thought of it that way. That's a different way to perceive 
what you're presenting. That's not something that I would normally do, but that's something that I should consider. Now, I'm not telling you guys to feel like you're giving in and bending over backwards for a lost cause. No, pride moves out of the way for situations that are not lost causes, for situations that you know uh, are going to be good for you long term and that you know are going to put you in a better situation is going to bring more joy and consistency to your life. I'm not telling you to jump off the bridge for something that ain't going to do shit for you. I'm talking about those things that are worth fighting for and that are worth having. And sometimes you have to acknowledge, not sometimes, all the times you need to acknowledge the role that you're playing from a standpoint of pride and how you are causing uh, the dam <laughs> to break. <laughs> okay. And the water to essentially overflow and cause damage because of your unwillingness to swallow your pride you know i always ask people when did you come to the position or the conclusion that you were willing to give up on something simply because things were not going your way and nine times out of ten when i ask this question people look at me dumbfounded because they often forget those feelings that they had in the beginning of the pursuit of whatever it was that made them pursue whatever it was so hard and so intimately and so you know, just with everything they had. And then along the way, something happened that caused a person to either lose interest or cause a person to shift their narrative. And I often ask people, what was it? What was it that caused you to feel that way? And many times it is pride. It's it's a person said or did something to them or person made them feel some kind of way. So based on what they've always been taught and based on what they know and based on how they've always approached situations, they respond from a place of pride and you know what i was taught a long time ago pride never helps it only hurts right so when you lead from a position of pride i'm not talking about the pride of being proud of yourself and knowing exactly what you're worth from the standpoint of you know being able to pursue something wholeheartedly i'm talking about that pride that prevents you from having progress in certain situations simply because you want something done your way ask yourself when did i give up when did i start to take this stance what happened to me in my life what did this person do to me how did this situation evolve to put me in a position to where my pride is causing me to possibly make a decision that will be detrimental to me long term you guys it's bigger than you in many cases you know when I first got into real estate and I really start rocking and rolling and start making a lot of sales and I started my own brokerage and I start helping people one thing that I noticed is that a lot of people was copying my blueprint right <laughs> and I mean a lot of people was copying what I was doing and you know that that hood motherfucker in me was like man why are these people up here copying me and this is now I probably made some podcasts about it but as I got older, what I realized was that um, when people sit back and admire you from afar, uh, they may copy you. They may take a page out of your book. But I, I began to look at it differently. Now, of course, in case some as long as nobody ain't taking, you know, any marks that I created, whether it be things that I have copywritten or things that I use specifically for my brand. I really don't give a shit if you model my blueprint. That's what I'm doing it for. A lot of people will sit up and say they want to do something for the hood and do something for the community and do something for their people. But the moment a person in the hood or in the community, the moment one of your people see what you're doing and they try to attempt to accomplish what you're doing, we get in our feelings and say they're copying me. Our pride won't allow us to acknowledge that we're on to something. You see, when I start noticing people copying me, then I start creating products and services to market to those people so that they could 
purchase from me. You see the difference there? I stopped giving out all my information. You know, I'll, I'll give a little knowledge here, a little knowledge there. But when you want to go in depth, then I put systems in place to where a person could pay for my time. And in the event that they felt that, uh, you know, my time wasn't worth their dollar, then I just shut the information off to them. Hey, well, listen, nothing, nothing personal. Best of luck to you. I want to see you win. But if you're looking for a blueprint that I'm providing and you're unwilling to compensate me for the, my time, effort and energy that I put into creating this blueprint, then there is somebody else out there that you can follow. Simple as it is. There's no pride in that. There's just consistency and expectations. And what I found is where there are a lack uh, where there is a there is a lack of expectations from someone or something. Then you tend to find yourselves feeling prideful and needing to respond accordingly. OK, you have to be firm on what you believe. Your yes need to be your yeses. Your no's need to be your no's. There doesn't need to be any ambiguity or any gray areas uh, in between what it is that you want to accomplish. But simply because you want something done doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a certain way. And many times what we put into something is what we get out of it. That's why I say it's bigger than you. Uh, somebody once told me a long time ago, there's more than one way to get the six flags from Plano. And I thought that was a, a corny analogy. But what this person was essentially saying was that, Tim, if you're trying to get to the end of the road, there's different roads that you can travel. Your goal is to get from point A to point B. But along the way, you may have to make a few stops or a few detours that weren't necessarily a part of your thought process. Keyword thought process you know the narratives that we create are often based on the the thoughts that we have shaped okay the situations that we have conjured up in our mind as it relates to how we believe that something should start and how we believe that something should end and if you place in your mind an exact scenario of how something should go one you're going to begin to find yourself over analyzing situations two you're going to be begin to follow find yourself not completing tasks because when things don't go perfect for you or when things don't go as planned then you'll feel like it's not a success you'll begin to critique and criticize yourself a little bit more and most of the times when that happens it causes you to withdraw from whatever it is and it causes you to not feel like you want to pursue or you should pursue whatever it is and then you find yourself sitting up feeling sorry for yourself in a funk feeling bad because all the things that you want to accomplish in your mind have been uh, have become unattainable simply because you have false expectations or unrealistic expectations that have been created based off of a narrative that belongs or that that originated in your brain you got to get out of your way you have to get out of your way that's how stubbornness is created by not getting out of your way i've taken on a new mantra and that new mantra is simple okay i look at situations i look at my responses i look at how i see things and i ask myself a simple question right before i do anything i say what would i normally do in this situation <laughs> and then i literally either write out or think about step by step what is the exact opposite thing that i could do but still accomplish what i'm looking to accomplish in the end and once I find a way to the end without doing exactly what I've always done, then I pursue that road as quickly as I possibly can.
All right. I map it out and I take a new journey and it's extremely uncomfortable most of the times. But once I get to the end, I look back and say, well, damn, that wasn't really hard. It didn't take me much more time. It didn't take me much more effort. It's actually kind of easy by me doing it this way. And then I adapt the new way of doing things, you know. That, that that's that's standard you guys anybody can take that approach but so often we get set in our ways we become stubborn to the idea of how something should be done and then we miss the boat completely okay let me segue a little bit into a different um, portion of this topic about being stubborn all right many times we find ourselves being stubborn but then again we don't find contentment in that and then we lose the fight and i want to cautiously remind you to think about why you even began the fight at all why did you pursue what you're pursuing what was it that intrigued you what made you feel like that this would work what made you feel like that this was something that was worth your pursuit you have to channel those feelings and channel those thoughts and essentially relive your why because if you don't know your why then you're not going to have your purpose if you don't have your purpose you're going to find yourself treading water versus swimming when you tread water you you do just enough to stay afloat but not enough to make progress and progress and stubbornness cannot coexist whatsoever they just can't they can't coexist you cannot expect for yourself to be progressive or to win in certain situations if you are being stubborn i mean y'all this isn't rocket science but what this is is something that we have to often be reminded of you see we live in a world where we feel like if a person tells us something one time or we do something one time that it should produce a result you know my favorite sport is baseball i've told you guys this a thousand times my favorite sport is baseball people often ask me why is your favorite sport baseball i like the fact in baseball that baseball uh is built on the foundation of losing repeatedly you if you look at a baseball season a team that finishes i think there's 161 games and if a if a team wins 90 games and loses 71 games that's a good season. You're going to get to the playoffs with that record, depending on which, you know, which uh, conference that you're in. In many cases, you may have an, a break even, you know, season where you, you won 81 and 81, 81 and lost 81 and you still make it to the playoffs. You literally lose half of your games, but you can still squeak into a wild card position and win it all if you play your cards right. Or I guess if, if the if you hit the ball right. Right. But the thing that I love about baseball that a lot of people miss in life is that the whole purpose of baseball is to get on base and to get home. You can get on base by several different ways. You can hit the ball and get on base. You can a person can throw four bad pitches to you uh, and you don't have to swing at them. You can get on base or my my favorite, which is really not my favorite. You can get hit by a pitch. <laughs> the ball can hit you somewhere. You can advance to the base. Right. But then once you get to that first base, the goal now is to get the second base and get the third base and to make your way home. There's a progression. OK, most people that uh, make a lot of money in baseball, they bat 300. Now, what does that mean? That means seven out of 10 times they strike out. That means that they fail seven out of 10 times. But if they bat 300, they get paid 20 to 25 million dollars a year versus a person that's batting 200 or 250. They're going to get paid maybe 10 or 12 million dollars a year. You see what I'm saying? 
but it's still based on failure. Even a person that, you know, can only get two out of 10 hits is still going to make a decent amount of money. You follow what I'm saying? And on the flip side of that, you know, if, you, if you're a pitcher and you only average, you know, one run a game, meaning that people can't get hit, hits off of you, you're going to get paid a whole lot of money. What's the point that I'm making? Many times people step up to this plate uh, in life and they look to hit a home run at the first on the first swing. And when you swing for the ball and you strike out, that's humbling in baseball. It's very, very humbling, right? Uh, taking L's in life is extremely humbling. And many of us have been taught that we don't need to take L's, that we need to win all the time. And when you think that you have to win all the time, you are going to become stubborn as hell. In fact, when you start to experience losses or if your brain even thinks that a loss is about to come, you will begin to shut down and retreat in situations. And when you begin to shut down and retreat, then you become stagnant. You don't become a producer. Okay, and when you stop becoming a producer, then you start seeing things fall by the wayside. You start seeing situations become damaged. Relationships become damaged. Uh, You know, things just start falling apart and then you begin to question yourself. And typically when you question yourself, you don't question the fact that you're being stubborn and that you're not performing the way you need to perform. You begin to question what everyone else is doing. And it's not about what everyone else is doing. It's how you respond to what people do. You see, a person can't control you if you don't allow them to control you. And typically having control of a situation is making others think that they're in control of a situation. I learned that a long time ago when a, when a motherfucker think that they're in control of a situation and they're not. That is the most power that a person can possess. OK, because now you're really calling the shots. You're really dictating how things are going to flow by giving up your control in that specific instance but having control of the entire situation you know i tell people all the time every chance i get that i'm from the hood baby pleasant grove dallas texas that's where i'm from and we grew up with a different mindset one you don't allow people to disrespect you two you always have control of your situations uh three you always win 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 no matter what i think that's what the song says right And those are good ideals to live by. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that some of these ideals are a little flawed because if I believe that I should win in every situation, then that means that I'm going to avoid failure. You understand what I just said right there? I'm going to say that one more time. If I believe that I should win in every situation, then that means that I'm going to begin to avoid failure. And when I begin to avoid failure, then I'm going to avoid situations that can literally take me to the next level because I'm afraid that I'm going to look stupid or I'm going to strike out or that I'm going to do something that's going to cause me to not want to be seen as a failure. And if you study games like baseball and you study games like golf, you think about degree of difficulty. You have to fail. It's mandatory that you take an L. So how does this look in different aspects of your life? Well, let's start with the obvious aspect of your life. If you're in a relationship with someone that you love, that you care about, that you can't see yourself without, that you mesh with, that you get, there's going to be times where you need to take an L. Okay, you don't need to win every single argument. You don't have to be right every single time. And what happens a lot of times is that people will begin to try to adopt this principle. 
but in the process of not being right they're smug as shit you know what i'm saying you ever had somebody you know what you right you right you know what you right let me fall back let me fall back no 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 you're being stubborn you're still being smug you're still rubbing in that person's rubbing in that person's face that you know they're really wrong but i'm gonna let you be right no 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 that's not how difference works okay that's not the l that i'm talking about you can't give backhanded compliments to people and expect for them to respect you in many situations i find myself in you know sometimes my wife you know i don't necessarily agree with her on some of the shit she be saying and doing sometimes but it's not gonna kill me it's not gonna kill the situation it's not gonna kill the relationship you know sometimes i sit back and say you know baby i didn't think of it that way that's a good way to look at it right and i may honestly go about doing something the way that i feel like i need to do it (laughs) in that situation but you know sometimes just strongly considering what a person has to say without having to offer a reply or retort can really cause the dust to settle a whole lot quicker right you see, it's how you move in your actions that really dictate everything. But too often, we feel like that we need to say things. We feel like that we need to project things. We feel like that we have to to uh, accentuate certain points. And those points don't have anything to do with the situation of the relationship. Someone once asked me, Tim, do you want to be loved or do you want to be right? Okay. Or they said, do you want to be right or do you want to be loved? It's one of those ways. But I had to kind of fall back and think about that topic, you know, or think about that that saying because many times a lot of stuff that i just be going super hard for ain't even really worth my breath it ain't even really worth the time and what is it gonna really do uh for me by simply just having to be right all the time in my relationship right my way is not always necessarily the highway yeah i'm the man of the house and you know i I, I'm, i'm the man all right let me just put it like that i'm a man's man right Uh, But being a man's man is also being able to understand when to lead and when to follow. And sometimes I have to move out of the way and allow my wife to to take control of certain situations. I always joke about our business. Right. When I taught her the real estate game, I strategically brought my wife into the business because I understood that being customer facing just wasn't my thing. I talked to people crazy. I, I got a funny look on my face. I'm really, really hard to be around and hard to work with because I don't really take no shit in my business. And I'm really, really about my bottom line. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily losing clients, but I felt that there was a way that I could gain more clients if I added that extra component of service so that I could relieve myself of certain duties and focus on the things that would take us to the next level. And she inserted, uh, she was then inserted to take care of certain aspects of the business and the business grew exponentially, right? It was me falling back saying, this isn't my lane, but this is your lane. Let me let you leave. You need to learn how to do that in your relationships with your significant other. You don't have to be the driver of everything. We have this fake normal that's being casted in front of us by social media that men need to be this way and women need to be this way. You need to boss up. That shit don't work in relationships. If you guys both want to be the boss, somebody's going to have to defer and fall back sometimes while the other person takes charge. And that that is oftentimes you know, men letting the women do certain things and women letting the men do certain things so they don't balance out. There's nothing wrong with that. OK, or however you swing, letting another person take the lead sometimes can have uh, can cause you to have way more peace or create way more peace in your relationship Two, Let's look at it from a business standpoint, being the bottleneck of your business. If things have to always go a certain way. 
and go the way that you feel like it should go, then you're going to find yourself extremely limited because there's somebody out there who has an idea that's within your organization. And that idea could take you guys to the next level because you're too afraid to look like a dummy or a failure. You don't pursue it. Or in many cases, you guys are too insecure to let somebody else shine in your business and you don't want them to take credit for whatever you know mcdonald's doesn't give a damn about who's pushing the brand they sell off their franchise and some franchisees own 50 mcdonald's and some franchisees own one mcdonald's at the end of the day it's still mcdonald's okay corporate doesn't give a damn about about anything but one are you creating and generating money for the company two or do you have enough customers coming in, enough people working to satisfy those customers? Like that's that's really it. Three. Are you making the brand look good or bad? And if you're making the brand look good by following the blueprint, they don't care. And if you do something that's going to make the brand look even better, they're going to take that and implement it across the board for all of their franchises. You have to think more like a franchise owner than thinking like somebody who just needs to be in control. All right. You're going to lose so much money being that person think about baseball numbers when i look at a business if i can bring in 33 percent and multiply that 33 percent by multiple businesses i'm winning because you're going to have to leverage it but when you get into your business and you got to be the worker and you got to be the admin and you got to be the person that's the creator and you got to be the distributor yeah you collecting all the money but how much is that working with how does that work with as it relates to your time you're losing money because you're spending more time doing shit that somebody else could be doing okay so we talked about how it works in your business. We talked about how it works in your relationship. Let's talk about how it works on your psyche. And then we're going to wrap it up. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way. Stop thinking that your way is the highway. It's not. Your way oftentimes is the damn toll way. <laughs> okay. It's going to cost you more money on the back end uh, to get from where you are to where you want to be because you in your damn way. Stop being so stubborn and stop feeling like everything revolves around your thought process. Social media has created a beast within many of us to feel like that everything revolves around us. I got to get it how I live. I got to show up. I got to show out. And there's nothing wrong with that from the grand scheme of things. But it's a horrible, horrible thing when you think about not being able to get out of your way and therefore you're creating more conflicts internally and externally simply because something has to be a certain way for you. You guys, that is not productive. It's not productive. It never has been. It never will be. Don't look up in that analogy that I always use in your 60s and realize there ain't nobody thinking about your ass at all and that you've been the cause to many of your problems simply because of your stubbornness. Nothing more nothing less hey guys i'm about to let you go do me a favor follow me on all social media outlets at tim jackson now get out of your own way don't be stubborn you're hurting yourself you're hurting your brand you're hurting your relationships you're hurting the people around you simply because you're being stubborn you are in this situation the worst thing that's happening for you okay take a look in the mirror ask yourself what am I doing to make this situation shitty? Okay. Identify what you're doing in reverse course. Because if you put your situation in, uh, if you put yourself in a situation that's shitty, you can take yourself out of it. But it sometimes takes you allowing someone else to put a set of eyes on what you're doing and taking the advice that they're giving and not deviating from that advice. And then once you, you start getting your feet up under you, then you can implement new things that are going to sustain you and grow you. But right now, 
You're the reason why things are the way they are. That's all I got for you guys. As always, keep it real. And let's keep it real dope. Thank you for listening to Real Dope Radio. Please like, subscribe, and share these broadcasts with everyone you know. We got to get the information out there. Visit www.realdopetim.com. Pick up your copy of the book, Real Dope, an in-depth comparison between real estate and the dope game. And as always, follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson now. Let's get it.